when the word and the spirit connect, something is created. So I just wanted to share that because when these people were in the wilderness and uh, God told them, the spies, to go search the land just basically just to see what was there, instead of them just being obedient to what God said, they had to bring in their own understanding, their own opinion, which God never asked for. I just want to say this. Think about this. Our understanding is partial. It's finite. It's not full because we don't see the whole picture. So why would we, as finite creatures, go to the infinite, who, who's all-knowing, and try to tell him something? You know? And he already know uh, the thing that you don't know. Why would you think about going to tell him anything? As if he don't know all things. But this is what happened in the wilderness, you see. And I just want to share with you uh, something that I did not uh, include on the last broadcast about what Caleb and Joshua said. Because those were the only two out of the twelve that went into the promised land. As P Apostle said, those other ten, they perished in the wilderness. Uh, and uh, our Apostle here has been talking about the last time. And uh, we're going to be going into what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 10 about this, these things being examples for the last times. Now, I just want to share with you in Numbers 14 where we left off. I just want to share an aspect of a faith reply. All right. And this came from Caleb. All right. All right. Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them. This is uh, Numbers 14 and 6. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, they rent their clothes. Why did they uh, rent their clothes? If you go back up to uh, 3, 14 and 3, it says, Why hath the Lord brought us into this land? to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey, were it not better for us to return into Egypt? Now tell me this, where did they get that from? The Lord never told them nothing about that they was going to fall in the desert and the kids were going to die and all that. So you know they were not listening to the Lord. They were listening to somebody else. And this is what they believe. And body of Christ, I want you to understand you Man does not have original thought the way that he was made. Either he's going to come from one realm or another. It's going to come from heaven or it's going to come from hell. Mm. And don't mistake the, the, that those are your thoughts. They're either, and as you can see right here, these thoughts that they had came from hell. God never said nothing about it. But they believe those thoughts. And because they believed what the devil had said, it provoked them to act out what they believed. And it says, go down to five. Now, uh, okay, four. And they said one to another, let us make a captain 
and let us return into Egypt. Mm. Now they just came out of slavery. Somebody got a whip in a chair with them. They got to work all day, all night. You know, they came out of slavery. God then brought them into a promised land. They're on their journey there, and they get a thought. It's just like the devil. Let us go back into bondage. Egypt represents bondage. And, look, and they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. I mean, the, the crisis is in full swing now. They're ready to uh, revolt, mutiny, and everything. You got to watch your emotions. You got to watch what you see. You got to watch what you hear because it'll have you so triggered up that you'll go right back over the cliff where you fell from. Mm. Then you got to watch what you hear because the enemy, his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And if you don't know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, you got in the midst of a bad man, you got to be able to make the distinction or you will be cut off. I'm telling you. Because when tensions get high, when emotions get high, and people start saying nasty things, angry, murmuring, and complaining, you better lay hold on eternal life. Mm. Because he, the devil is coming for your soul. Do you understand? Watch this. Now it said, then Moses, verse 5, Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. Now watch a faith reply. I want you to hear what faith will say in a situation like this. Even though they see a desert, even though they may not have water, you know, even though the giants are in the land, and all it is, this is how faith talks. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, they ripped their clothes. It's a sign of mourning, all right? And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, watch this, the land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. Now, that's a good report right uh -huh. there. And watch this. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land. He yeah. will bring us. Not we. He will bring us into this land and give it us a land which floweth with milk and honey. See, they got the promise right before them, a land that floweth with milk and honey. They got it right before them. And many times people blow it right at the brink of the blessing. I remember I heard a preacher say, you got the promise, don't blow it. Yeah. And that's what the enemy will do. he get you all riled up right at the brink of the promise so that you won't go in. Watch this. And watch what Caleb say. Only rebel not ye, verse 9, against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land. Remember, the Bible continually tell us to fear not. Fear not. He telling us, neither fear ye. This is faith talking. The people of the land... But they are bread for us. Watch this. Their defense, and, and you may not understand what this means. 
the, 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 uh, the angelic demonic kingdom that is with them has departed. You know, when the devil comes and see God, he runs. They didn't see that the devil had departed from them giants. But faith sees in the invisible realm. Mm. And this is what he said. He said, for their defense, their angelic assistance is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. This is what faith is always pointing to Jesus. It's always telling them that you can do all things through Christ. It's always telling you that there is no weapon form that will defeat you. That God is great. He's always going to point to Christ. Faith is. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence, uh, uh, the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You gotta believe that God is. You gotta believe that God is able to keep you from falling. You got to believe that God is able to present you falling. That He's able to uphold you with the right hand of His righteousness. That He's able to keep you, to protect you, to deliver you mm -hmm. in any situation. You cannot look by sight. You gotta walk by faith. What the Word of God is, what God's reputation is, what He's already done in the past. That he promised you mm -hmm. that he will never leave you and that he will never forsake you. Heaven and earth will pass away before one jot or tittle of his word pass away. you got to walk by faith. Now, let's see how they did. Uh, and then we're going to go, I want you to go to 1 Corinthians 10. After I read uh, verse uh, Numbers 14 and 10. Watch this. Even after Caleb made this grandiose faith statement, but all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me, mm. and how long Will it be before they believe me? For of all the signs which I have shown among them. See, they done passed through the Red Sea. They done seen all these signs and wonders. And you know, my apostle, what I say, thank God for Moses. Yeah. Because all of them folk would have died. Because he told Moses, get out of the way. I'm going to kill these folk. And I'm going to make a nation out of you. And, and Moses stood in the gap. I said, thank God for Moses. Because if it wasn't for him, all of them would have been dead. Now let's go over to 1 Corinthians 12, 10. Now, I, this is kind of difficult. You might want to take the kids out, uh, you know, out the room. Uh, because I'm going to tell you, a lot of things our preachers are not teaching folks. They're teaching them a lot of fluff, candy uh, canes and stuff like this. You're going to get a house car and you're going to be blessed. You're going to be this and that and the other. But according to, uh, I just want to say this before I start at 1 Corinthians 10. I want to go down to verse 11. 1 Corinthians 10, 11. 
This is why I'm going to go through this. And it's going to be kind of rough, baby. It's going to be tight. Yeah. Right. But it's something that, that we need to hear. We done heard enough fluff and puff and all of this kind of stuff, and we done wound up a bunch of babies and weaklings. But we're going to have to see the naked truth because it is only the truth that will make men free. In 1 Corinthians 10 and 11, it says, Now all these things happened unto them. Who? The church that was in the wilderness. That was another congregation too. The church in the wilderness. For our samples. And our sample is warning, is markers, or an example dramatized. And they were written for our admonition or warning. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. And that's us. Apostle has uh, a broadcast. The last time. The Holy Spirit told me in 2018. Perilous times are coming. We see this every day on the TV, on news, on social media. That these are perilous times. And he said it is written for our warning upon whom the end. Yeah. Of the world are come. It's for us. So let's get started with 1 Corinthians 10 and 1. And I thank God I got time to go through it. Now, as I said, it's going to be very graphic. So if you don't want the kids to hear this, you take them away and, and, and you explain it to them later on in terms that they can, you know, uh, uh, adjust. Because this is going to be me. And some of us need to uh, start eating meat and not always sucking on milk, you know. Because anybody that drink milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Mm -hmm. But meat is for those that are full age who by practice, you know, weightlifting by use, have been able to discern and separate the good from evil. That God can really use them, you see. Now, 1 Corinthians 1 and 10. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized under Moses. See, the church in the wilderness had Moses. He was not the son, but he was the servant. And God used a servant under the old covenant for his congregation that was in the wilderness. See? But now he's speaking unto us by his son. It said, uh, in the last days, in the, in the former days, he spoke unto us by his prophets. But in the last days, he's speaking unto us by his son. That's Hebrews 1. Now, and verse 2, 1 Corinthians 10 and 2. And we're all baptized unto Moses, praise God, in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat, somebody say eat, eat. the same spiritual meat, verse 4, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them or went with them. And that rock was Christ. Verse 5. But 
with many of them, God was not well pleased. Why? For they were overthrown in the wilderness. I mean, uh, I was looking it up and said their dead bodies were scattered all over the desert in the wilderness. Uh, God was not well pleased with them uh, in the wilderness. I mean, they cut up so bad in the, the wilderness that God became their enemy. And I was reading some of the ways that they talked to God in the wilderness. And I, I said, they talked to God like that? I'm surprised he didn't wipe them out in the wilderness. But I remember one time when they uh, had came up against God and, and the whole congregation came up against uh, Moses and said, you don't kill the people of God. And, 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 and uh, God, the, the glory of God began to rise and Moses and Aaron fell on their face and, and they said, God, will you uh, hurt a whole congregation because of these few men? And God didn't say one word. The next thing you know, Moses was shaking, get up, Aaron, get up. Wrath is going out. Go get the censer, put some incense on it. The plague had begun. The people were falling. Flies, Aaron went and stood between the living and the dead. The only thing that stopped him was that incense. Mm -hmm. When God saw the incense, it represents the blood under the old covenant. And that stopped God. God was coming after all of them. But when he smelled the incense, the righteousness of Christ, he backed up. He came to himself. Amen. And you see Aaron, the high priest, standing between the living and the dead. See, you don't play with God. See, they had went too far. They had went too far in the wilderness. And the only thing, and I thank God for Moses, because if it had been a babe apostle mm -hmm. that was sucking on milk, he wouldn't have sensed that God was so mad uh -huh. that he ain't talking to me no more. Yeah. The baby would have kept trying to talk to God. But Moses knew. He knew God. It wasn't no talking no more. You better get you some incense or some something or everybody here going to be dead. And Moses was mature enough. He knew God enough what to do to yeah. get God to stop. Thank, you, Lord. Thank God for Moses. He knew because he had experience with God when they left Egypt. Because God said, when I see the blood, the blood represented his son. Yeah. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. See, Moses knew that. And so when he got the incense, incense represents Christ's righteousness. When he smelled the incense, he thought about the blood. And that stopped. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. Somebody say, thank God for the blood. Thank God for you better plead the blood. Amen. That's the only thing that back, and if I would like to put it this way with all due respect, that would back God up was the blood. He said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over. He stopped. And there was Aaron standing between the living and the dead. But let's go back now. We got to take this apart. Uh, 
I got to uh, get this because this is what I saw in the spirit. First uh, Corinthians ten and four. This is what I saw, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. You know, uh, when they were uh, in the desert, there was always a rock that followed them. I don't even think that they was aware. But when the Lord told Moses to strike the rock, all of a sudden there was a rock there. And as a matter of fact, they had walked past that rock a long time. They didn't know it was that spiritual rock was Christ. Because it says uh, when they... Uh, they drank of that spiritual rock which followed them, and that rock was Christ. It says that uh, when Moses struck that rock, that water came out of this rock abundantly, and the congregation drank, and there was enough for the animals too. Amen. And remember, it's the same water that he told the woman at the well. You drink of this natural water, you will thirst again. But you drink of this water that I shall give you, you shall never thirst. This water was living water. Amen. As we say on our broadcast uh, every time, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Anytime this water touches anything, it comes alive. That's the principle of life. If you ever run down the principle of life, anything it touched, it brings it to life. That's why death could not hold Christ because he had life in him and life always swallows up death. Now, now it says... Uh, he is the chief cornerstone. He's the mighty God of Jacob. He's the stone of Israel. Amen. It's the very thing that we eat uh, in 1 Corinthians 11, 24, when Jesus tells him, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. And this cup in the New Testament is in my blood. It's always going to come back to Christ. Always. But my job here is to tell you why, with many, verse 5, 1 Corinthians 10, 5, many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Amen. I want you to uh, turn with me to, uh, well, we're going to stay right here. I want you to go with me to 1 Corinthians 10, and I want you to go down to... Verse 6, now these things were our, like I said, were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. See, sometimes you can want something so bad and you let your body get out of control. It can become uh, incontinent where you can't control your body. And a lot of people that are not born again, they will not allow themselves to be under control. They just let their flesh hang out to the point where it will do anything. And uh, in verse uh, says, uh, you should not lust after evil things. And what I found out that they lusted exceedingly in the wilderness. Exceedingly. They were out of control in the wilderness. 
And it says, Neither be ye idolaters, um, verse 7, as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We see this a lot in our congregations. It's like they really are not serious about the things of God. They're there because they can party. They, a lot of times our church is always serving food. We're shouting and dancing all over the place. But at this particular uh, thing, it says they were idolaters. In other words, they reduced God to something that they could use or control. Mm -hmm. They did not acknowledge him as father or as redeemer. They got to the point where they just looked at him as for something they can get from him. They knew he was all powerful. They knew he was merciful. They knew that he loved them. So they just used him. It says that they, uh, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. After sacrificing to the golden calf, uh, they indulged in pagan revelry, sin, and dancing. After they sacrificed to a golden calf, do you know that golden calf represents another god? Mammon, money. They sacrificed, and a lot of people now are sacrificing to gold and silver. Right. It's all about money, how I can get money. They'll play the lottery, they'll do all kind of things. And it seems like, I don't know about you, Paul, they sending me lottery tickets in the mail, mm. or these things, sports things, and it's all about getting money, getting money, getting money. And, and many people, because they think they're in a pandemic, or they think that they're not going to have enough because of the high prices, and they will bow and say, well, I got to do something because I got to have money to survive. Mm. And so they sacrifice. They give their tithes and offerings, many tithes, to buy lottery tickets. They used God's money instead of taking it to the house of God. They go buy what they think they need because they figure they're not going to have enough. They're not going to have what they need to survive or to maintain their livelihood. So they will take God's 10% and spend it on something else. And let me explain to you. Anytime you take 10% of all of your increase and give it to anybody other than God, you are committing idolatry. You are robbing God. Amen. In his tithe and in his offering, he says to bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse that they may be meat, not yeah. milk, in my house. When you talk about meat, something has to die. You can get milk from a cow all day long, but when you talk about meat, that cow got to die. <laughs> so good. in other words, your way of doing things has got to die and you got to submit to God what he said to do. He said to bring the tithe. He didn't tell you to tell him, well, you know, that that's in the old covenant. He didn't ask none of that. If you go to Hebrews 7, it tells you right there that he who continues to live it receiveth tithe. And that's the law, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is a high priest. The high priest always Received the tithe. And he ever liveth. So the tithe still belongs to him. And if you rob God in your tithe, it's going to be just like, like it says in uh, Malachi 3.10. The devourer's coming. Your vine going to stretch forth his branch. 
before the time, you will be a delight some land. And they had a thing. If you used the tithe, uh, apostle, in the old covenant, if you used 10%, you had to return 20% or the fifth part. See, that money does not belong to you. That is not yours. I don't care. God put it in your hand for you to be a manager of those things. Praise God. But they committed idolatry. They felt like God was something that they could use to control. Verse 8. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day, watch this, 23,000. Because of fornication. 23,000. Uh, and in Psalms 106, 39, Apostle, it says that they lived like whores. Yeah. They was into sexual immorality so bad that in one day, 23,000 fell. Amen. In the wilderness. The Bible says that the wilderness was scattered with their dead bodies. Uh, amen. And it says that um, they had lost all control of themselves. Don't tell me you can't control yourself. You can control yourself if you wanted to. You know, um, they got in the wilderness and they began to treat God like he was common and not holy. You remember he said, be holy, yeah. for I am holy. Amen? Now, verse 9, neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted as were destroyed of serpents. And I wonder why they got serpents here because this is the very thing that Lucifer did. He tempted Christ when he was on his 40-day fast. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Jesus, he clocked him. He said, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. He didn't say your God. He said thy God, which was Jesus was talking about himself because he created all things, and that included Lucifer. And he said, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God, and him only shall you serve. You shall worship him only. Now, it said they will destroy a serpent. I need to tell you how uh, they tempted God, because this was one of the worst things that they did, one of them while they were in the wilderness. Uh, it says, they spake against God. They spake against God. Can you believe that? I mean, I was in my bed with she. They spake against God. I mean, it was like to his face. And they said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? In other words, God had given them water, given them manna, but they wanted meat for their lust. It says, uh, verse uh, Psalm seventy eighteen. They tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust, and they kept not His testimony. They wouldn't even do His will. They started asking for meat, and then they start, you know, uh, chiding with God. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? And you know, uh, I looked that up in the Living Bible. And this is the attitude. Watch the attitude that they had. Why can't he give us decent food as well as water? 
This is the way they was talking to God. In the wilderness. And I said, what? And then in Exodus 17 and 7, they got the nerve to say, and we always talk about Christ in us, the hope of glory. They will say, is the Lord among us or not? See how they talk to God? I was, I was saying, I said, Lord, they talk to you like that? I was shocked. And uh, <laughs> and uh, then they, they were jealous of Moses and Aaron. And then they spake against God again. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? Watch this. This is uh, Numbers 21 and 5. For there is no bread, no water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. So in other words, they tired of bread. They tired of the manna. The Bible told that manna was angels' food. That it was food for the mighty. That they never, while they was eating this manna, they never grew weary. They never grew faint. Because man ate angels' food. It was called the corn of heaven. Mm. And they got tired. They said, we're loathing this light bread. And then they said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? In addition to the manna and water, can he get us some meat to eat? (laughs) And let's see, what did God say here? Uh, Let's go to Numbers 11. Let's go to Numbers 11 and 18, I believe. For those, this is the attitude. That's Uh why I I, I was, I was, I was shaking in in my study room, Apostle. I said, look at these folks. That's why they was all scattered (laughs) on the desert, you know. But uh, numbers, let me see here, in 18, it says, uh, they kept complaining for meat. And it said on Numbers 11 and 18, And say thou unto the people, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, and you shall eat flesh. For you have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? See, they was thirsting after flesh, you know. And uh, like a lot of people, they want, you know, something that will satisfy the flesh. For it was well with us when we were in Egypt. Therefore, the Lord will give you flesh and you shall eat. You shall not eat one day, nor two days, nor five days, neither ten days, nor twenty days. But even a whole month until it come out of your nostrils and it be loathsome unto you. Because that you have despised the Lord, which is among you, and have wept before him, saying, Why came we forth out of Egypt? Ooh, they complained, and yeah. they murmured. They complained, and they murmured. Well, and God was giving them the best that he could have given them. Yeah. He brought them through the Red Sea. They had all of the weapons of the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. They never had to worry about their feet swelling or clothes uh, 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 being tied upon. The clothes grew with him. You know, they never had to deal with sickness and disease. They never had to deal with the desert heat or the night uh, cold and frost. God was a cloud by day and fire by night. They never had to lack anything. But they murmured. They complained. They found fault with God. 
They found fault with Moses. They found fault with Aaron. And one thing I found out in Philippians, the Lord tells us to do everything without murmuring yeah. and complaining. Don't complain about nothing. Be thankful. Be grateful. If you see things that you don't like and you don't want, you know, keep your mouth shut and go into prayer in tongues. Don't tell God about it. Because he is able to keep you. Don't go complaining and murmuring. He don't like, God don't like it. He said, because we don't have nothing to complain about. It could be a whole lot worse. It could be a whole lot worse yeah. than what we got. Now, um, they talked to God like he was some errand boy. My goodness. And um, they God sent the quail into the camp. Praise God. And I want you to turn. Uh, you still in numbers there? Numbers, I'm going to go back because I meant to bring out something else. Turn to numbers 11. And we're going to go down to 31 and 32. And we almost done. And 31, Numbers 11, 30. And they went forth and went from the Lord and brought quail from the sea and let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey. On this side and as it were a day's journey on the other side. Round about the camp and it were two cubits high upon the face of the earth. Now, I'm going to show you unbridled lust. Watch this. And the people stood up all that day and all that night and all the next day. This is lust, uh -huh. unbridled. And they gathered the quail. He that gathered least gathered ten bushels. Ten bushels, one person. This is lust, unbridled. All right, and he that carried least a ten homer, and they spread them all abroad for themselves round about the camp, and they ate, and they ate, and they ate that quail until the wrath of God flared up. And it says, and while the flesh was yet between their teeth, before it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled wow. against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. See, it said yeah, yeah. in 106, he said he gave them their requests but sent leanness into their soul. In other words, no blessing uh, accompanied it. You can want something and lust after something until God is going to give you that thing, but ain't no blessing going to come behind it. He gave them what they asked for, but he, no blessing followed. As a matter of fact, what did follow them was meagerness and spiritual famine. They went into disease Ooh. and plagues Damn. until the flesh came out of their nostrils. Yeah. That was just how disgusting they lusted after that quail in the wilderness. Gluttonous. And people do that right. They will, even in the church, they want stuff so bad. Uh, Apostle, I used to, people used to lust after my clothes. Because I used to clothe people, and God just sent me clothes all over the place. All, and every time I was, I like that, I like that, I like that dress. And I was giving it to them until the Lord stopped me. Yeah. Because everything I had, they wanted. 
You see, and it wasn't so much that they wanted to look good in it. Some of them did, but others just didn't want me to look good in them. So they would lust after my clothes, lust after my money, you know, and stuff like that. And now you probably went through the same thing. And they lust at the thing because you sacrifice, you give, you pray, you do the hard work, and then God bless you. And they see you with your blood, then they want it. But they don't want to do the homework. They don't want to do the hard work to get the blessing. They want to see what you got and take it from you or try to shame you or embarrass you or malign you to get it from you. Yeah. Ain't nothing but the devil. But this is the main thing, and we about ready to close. This is the main thing that the Holy Spirit, I had the Lord, uh, had to ask the Lord, Lord, do you really want me to talk? He said, whom shall I send? Yeah, yeah. Who shall go for us? I said, here, my Lord. Send me. <laughs> now, verse, we talked about they were destroyed of the destroyers for murmuring uh, in the camp, all right? The destroyer, an actual angel came in there among them and destroyed them for murmuring. But I want you to uh, go to Psalm 106 and 28. And this will be my final thing, and we're going to shut down. Uh, Psalms 106 and 28. They joined themselves also unto Baal Peor and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Uh, in other words, they shed innocent blood. The verse 37, jump down there. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils. Mm. And you wonder, now they in the wilderness, how are they committing abortion in the wilderness? I'm telling you, God was not well pleased with them. They were overthrown. But they were their lust in the wilderness Sexual immorality was out of control. Idolatry and uh, messing around with other men's wives and other wives messing around with other women's husbands and all of this. Adultery was rampant in the camp. Adultery. And many of them got pregnant. All right? But they didn't want everybody to know that they was uh, doing spiritual uh, uh uh, not spiritual, but sexual immorality. So they accomplished abortion. Let me show you how they did it in the desert. Now, in our day, they get used, used hangers, and they went to abortion clinics, and all of this to shed innocent blood. They did it in the Old Covenant, too. In 106, Psalms 106, uh, 37, they sacrificed their sons and daughters to devils, and, and they shed innocent blood. And this is how they did it under the Old Covenant. Mm. It says, they slit the throats of their babies, and the blood of their babies stained the land. So when the baby came out, they would just slit their throat. Because they didn't want the baby to live for whatever the reason it was. Uh, they cut up so bad in the wilderness that God had to turn and become their enemy. 
And this is what I'm saying. These things are given to us for examples. You might say, oh, well, that is not going on. Yes, it is going on. Mm -hmm. We got people right in the church that's into immorality, getting pregnant, and going and shedding innocent blood. Notwithstanding, uh, they shed it, the innocent blood of Jesus. He was innocent blood right there. He had no sin, no guile was found in his mouth. They shed his blood. But this is the thing I want to share with you. That you got people right there in the church. They all drinking the same uh, spiritual drink, eating the same spiritual meat. But with many of them, God is not well pleased because they are being overthrown. And what I'm saying is that this is the end days. Somebody has got to tell it like it is. Yeah. And not always sugar All I hear is sugar coating and yeah. fluff and puff and all of this. And I already know that I'm blessed. I, I, I don't even go into prayer as the Lord what I need to because I know God know what I need before I even add. All I go is worship and praise and open my heart and say, Lord, what do you want done? Yeah. And he want this gospel to be preached in all the world as a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. He wants to warn the unruly. Yeah. Amen? He wants us to preach this word in season, out of season, to reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering. He wants us to minister this gospel while it's day. Yeah. Because night's coming. And he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. He got long suffering and waiting for it. And if you see yourself, if you know that now is the time, the days of the day, to stop, to consider your ways. Amen. Because the more you go on in unrighteousness, your conscience begin to be seared like a hot iron. Your conscience begin to harden itself against the things of God. So now is the time. If you know that God is calling you to be holy as he is, repent. Repent. You might say, well, I'm caught up in these things. I don't know how to. Don't worry about how you're going to get out of it. Just come unto God. Yeah. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I, I will give you rest. Depend on the Lord to bring you out. Depend on the Lord to make it so in your life. Mm. He already know if you got the stamina or the willpower or the ability to come out of whatever it is, whether it's sexual addiction, drug addiction, pornography, or Greed about money and gambling. He know all about it. He said, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me. Give it all to Jesus. Your scattered dreams, your wounded heart, and your broken toys. Cast all of your care upon him. He know all about it. But unless you give it to him, unless you repent, ask God to forgive you, come into my life, help me, save me, Lord. He resists the proud, mm -hmm. but he gives grace to the humble. 
Apostle, would, did you have anything you wanted to share? Oh my share? goodness, you said so much. I, I, I was looking here in uh, Psalms 106 and even uh, verse 30, it said, Then stood up uh, Phinehas and ex ex executed judgment, and so the plague was stayed. You know, we are in a position, even us now, mm -hmm. the things that you just described, and understanding, I, I, I've taught out of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 many times, and you enlightened me even more, understanding, the bottom line is, it was written for our warning. That's right. And for our instructions on not to be as they were. Mm -hmm. Because we're still dealing with the same God. He's the same God yeah. today as he was yesterday and will be forever. Mm -hmm. I am the Lord thy God and I change it not, mm -hmm. he said. Mm -hmm. Even over in, you said something about the uh, the incense. And yeah. this is the position that the church should take in Ephesians chapter 5. If you don't mind, I'm going to read a couple mm -hmm. of Go verses. Because it, it's, it's, it's layering on everything that you just said. Uh, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Yeah. That's all they had to do. Mm -hmm. He called them his children. And walk in love as Christ also yeah. have loved us and have given himself for us an offering mm. and a sacrifice for God, uh, to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Mm -hmm. We're called to present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. Mm -hmm. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Verse 3 says, But fornicators and all uncleanliness and covetousness greed, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. You just shared with us that these things are not just being mentioned. They're being done in the body of Christ among God's people, just like it was then. Mm -hmm. And he have warned us already mm -hmm. that, that his right, his raft, mm -hmm. it, God is not going to say something and not perform it. Amen. Amen. Uh, and we see all the plagues and yes. all the stuff happening mm -hmm. uh, in the world. Why? Disobedience. Uh -huh. Because we refuse to obey God. Well, where does this church stand in this? We ought to be that, uh, that incense. Mm -hmm. uh, we're capable of stopping the plagues. Yeah. He said, if my people who are called by my name, that's the, the, uh, something else you said. Mm -hmm. we got to get out of this mindset, especially the church. Well, that was the Old Testament mm -hmm. because that's what mm -hmm. the world is hearing mm -hmm. coming from us. Mm -hmm. Well, the old that was the Old Testament. The whole Bible is fulfilled. Amen. This is the word of God. Amen. Every word that he has spoken is being related to us. Mm -hmm. And it's being performed, and God wants to perform it through us. Amen. Hey, even in obedience. Amen. That's all he's, he's mm -hmm. asking us. Just like you would with your children. Yes. Why are you being so hard-headed? Mm -hmm. Don't make me have to tear that butt up. Mm -hmm. Don't make me have to put you on a punch. Don't let me have to take mm -hmm. something from you. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Mm -hmm. See, we're going. And you described that today. And all the more now, we need to hear the truth. That's right. And not all this fluff and puff yeah. and what God going to do and how, you know, he, he our sugar daddy. And we're going to tell him what we want and what we need and remind him of what his word says. Meanwhile, we're not performing it. Mm -mm. The last thing that came out of this, and you went over it. I love the story about the quail. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. I, I minister that all the time. Uh, you won't quail? Okay, I'm going to give it to you where it's coming out your nose. Mm -hmm. uh, they got gluttonous with it. Uh -huh. uh, like they were starving. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem today. Here, God is giving you meat, mm -hmm. but you want milk. They, mm -hmm. they prefer the milk now uh -huh. rather than the meat. meat. Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have any part of me. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing that happening in the church. Because so many people, were they're not going to follow. I, they, literally, when he said that, a lot of them stopped following him. Amen. I had that happen with my church. Yeah. As long as the fluff was there, and we kind of accomplished a lot. But then, like God took a shift. Yeah. And he said, I want you to start ministering that. Yep. I said, Lord, if I start ministering that, they're going to leave. And he said one word. Yep. And I ministered, and then he came back. I said, Lord, if I say that, they're going uh -huh. I knew, because they wanted the milk. Yeah. Yep. As long as it's comfortable, and I can just do as I please, do it. I don't have to make any sacrifices. I don't have to give up nothing. Nothing has to die. I can keep living the same old life. And declaring myself to be a child of God. Mm -hmm. That's where the conflict, that's where the deception is in the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are things that are required. Yes, salvation is free. Mm -hmm. But the Bible tells us that we have to work out our own soul mm -hmm. salvation with fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. And I ain't worried about what everybody else is doing. You don't want to? Fine. Uh, but I'm going to prayerfully be an example to those who want to. Mm -hmm. Okay. The same thing happened to us. Mm -hmm. Over 300 strong in less than a year. Mm. And then the meat came. Yeah. Then the meat came. And all those who said they were hungry mm -hmm. stopped eating from God's table. Mm -hmm. Stopped eating from God's hand. Mm -hmm. And went out and started getting their own mm -hmm. fast, you know, fast food. They yeah. were quick Something and in a hurry. Easy. Yeah. 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 And I ain't got to put a whole lot of effort mm -hmm. in it, you know. Uh, uh, and I get fat doing it, you know, uh -huh. and I and I make me feel good and all this mm -hmm. stuff. That's what they want. Uh huh. That's what they want. There's some suffering that has to come. Mm -hmm. They that have suffered in the flesh mm -hmm. have ceased from sin. Mm -hmm. And the Bible wouldn't tell us these things if we couldn't. Mm -hmm. And the Word of God wouldn't tell us that we could be free from mm -hmm. the bondage of which we are mm -hmm. free from the bondage of sin. Mm -hmm. Paul said in the sixth chapter of Romans, uh, if sin is dead. How are we living in sin? Any longer. <laughs> Any longer. How? how? Mm -hmm. Sin is dead. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. You've chosen sin over righteousness. Mm -hmm. yeah. All that's right there in the scripture. It's in the word of God. Mm -hmm. These We're not making this stuff up. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. uh, uh, but but they'll listen to the hiring. That's what I, I look at Jesus. Look at all that he went through. The suffering and everything. And then... We can praise God, oh Lord, but they don't recognize that that if we gonna reign, we gotta suffer too. Yeah, yeah. How are we gonna reign? Yeah. And I think that God has called this radio station because you got the last time, mm -hmm. and He keeps saying like this is for uh, the end of the world. Yeah. Is now I believe is critical it is. that we continue to warn because the time is. It's gone. Yeah. We got it. People got to wake up and realize yeah. that God is trying to get us together now. It's Amen. Time is so. You got that uh, on the last time. And, and I don't think that is no coincidence. It's, God 
is yes. trying to tell us. I agree. This is the last time. Mm -hmm. And those that have an ear to hear is mm -hmm. hearing what we're hearing. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so we need to be about. Uh, uh, Apostle Cassandra wrote uh, in her comment in the comment section. Mm -hmm. He said, "It is time to lift him up from the earth. Time for the church to exalt God." Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she went on Amen. to say, uh, "Good teaching. Amen. We we need more of this." Mm -hmm. uh, the hour is far spent, yes. as you just said. All right. We know the time is drawing near. Yes. And we don't have time to be playing around and being cute. Even uh, uh, further in Ephesians, it says, mm -hmm. uh, uh, neither, uh, verse 4, says, neither uh, uh, filthiness, nor mm -hmm. foolish talking, mm -hmm. nor jesting, or uh, joking around, clowning yeah. around, uh, playing around, yeah. which are not convenient, but rather giving of things it goes on there's so much in here unclean mm -hmm. whoremongers uh, yes. idolaters you know have it, it says have any inheritance Heritage. in the kingdom they don't have yeah yeah let no man deceive you verse six uh with vain words for because of these things cometh the wrath mm -hmm. of god upon the children of disobedience oh my goodness see hallelujah so, this, so it's not just Old Testament mm -hmm. until we understand. No. That's why the Lord had to share that, just to layer on what mm -hmm. you're saying. Even uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, that's New Testament doctrine. This is New Testament, and I believe this is what's going on in the New Testament church. Yes, it is. It is. That's why he said it's going to be examples and uh -huh. warnings for us. Amen. It's the, it's, I don't think it's no different. The same yeah. thing they have in the Old Covenant, they may have different yes. technology. Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing yeah. happening in the new. And God country. knows the beginning from the end, anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. His ways are thought. His thought. Mm -hmm. You said it. Our mind is so fi uh, infinite. Yes. So small compared yes. to God. I mean, His mind is eternal. Yeah. So, you know. Oh my goodness. And I tell you, I, when I was going away, when I was this morning, it was like the Lord let me hear the way they talked to Him. Yeah. I, I felt that as you were sharing that. It is. I said, they talk uh -huh. to you like that? You ever see a kid go off on their parent? Uh-huh. And it's sad by you being shocked. Like, what? Yeah. The, did they just, what? They just said that to his mama? Uh -huh. yeah, going all cussing her out and all oh. throwing her. Forget the fit. That was the words that's come out your mouth. Wow. I, I said, Lord, I, I know the Lord had to use self-control because... I, like I heard a pastor say, thank good to God, I ain't the Lord. <laughs> and he's exercised his compassion and his yeah. self-control. I said, they talk to you like that? Ooh. And I said, Lord, I'll be afraid to talk to you like that. Yeah. Be so scared to talk to you like that and reverence you. But I guess it depends on whether or not, how, where is your location in the heart of God. Yeah. Because the further you are the way, the more cold, you know, your heart is yeah. toward God. The closer you are to him, the more tender yeah. and reverence that's you beautiful. give. That's good. And that's why they could talk to God. Like, well, under the old covenant, they yeah. didn't have us, uh, the spirit. Yeah. But in the new covenant, they're supposed to. But it says that because of iniquity, the love of many yeah. shall that's wax cold. cold. Yeah. And because of lusting for evil things, he called yeah. that congregation in the wilderness an evil congregation. Yeah. Lusting after evil things will cause a person to not 
just want to use God for yeah, what yeah. they could get. They, they don't even think, you know, you just hear. And I've seen that attitude. They just want to use you yeah. for what they can get. They don't care. They don't yeah. love you. Yeah. They just know that you got something and they want it. And they just going to do whatever they can to get it. And I said, yeah. Lord, you put up with that. Yeah. He even flipped it in the New Testament uh, in, in John, the 14th chapter. If you love me, mm-hmm. keep my word. Yes. Yeah. They that love me, they do what I ask them to do. Yes. They do what I tell them. Yes. Uh, not just wait for me to do what they tell me. Yes. Because if it's if it's a relationship, it's mutual. Yes. We do for one another. Yes. We ought to anyway. If it's love, praise God. That excellent teaching. Uh, I'm just you. happy and I, I I'm, I'm yeah. honored and, and, and grateful that you're a uh, part of Haverhill uh, Center National Radio. Me too. Uh, this is an awesome, and I see the direction and the, the charge that God has put on uh, this ministry and the charge that they, they have to uh, fulfill a certain thing here in these last days, yes. this last hour. Yeah. And uh, I thank God because they're doing it without fear of favor and that you're on time. You're, you're working while it is day. Yeah. And you're not deviating from it. And cool. you are right on it because a lot of people, like I said, will not bring a word like this, talking yeah. about how people will slit their baby's throat. Oh, they goodness. won't preach that on no. the pulpit. No. And I ask That's not God, a loving God. Mm-hmm. That's not. Yes, he is. Uh-huh. Yes, he is. He said to me, he said, is it in the Bible, Chris? I said, it's in the Bible. Well, preach it. Yeah. It's, it's in the Bible. That's and true. so, but a lot of people, to save the, uh, their congregations from walking off from them or, or, or for them giving and paying their tithe, they won't tell the truth. Yeah. But you know what? It's never been about money. Never. You know, for me. That's good. It's about what God has called me to do. Because yeah. anything I really want eat, is giving me richly anything to enjoy. So I'm not lusting after money or anything like that. But my thing is, is to be instant. And what God needs to have done in these last days is for the gospel of the kingdom to be preached, to warn the unruly, to open blind eyes, deaf ears before it's too late because Jesus is soon coming back. For his appearing to his church. And, and once that door is shut, Whew. he's not opening it no more. Yeah. Because if he opened it, he's going to say, I don't know you. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that with the body of Christ. So glad that uh, you tuned in today. I want you to remember what Jesus said on that great day of the Feast of Tabernacles. He said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This spake he of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. I love you. And you have an outstanding evening, and I'm praying for you. Amen. God bless.